many of us in this world find ourselves searching for ways to feel more alive. We move through our lives day after day, living through the same repetitive cycles and the same stressful patterns that often leave us feeling defeated, underappreciated, or unfulfilled. But what if there were a different way to perceive life? What if out there we were able to find the keys to a happy, healthy, and fulfilling reality in the lives that we're living right here, right now? For those of us who are looking for a way to transform our lives, for those of us who are looking to fully live in this moment, to change how we feel, how we perceive the world, and awaken to a better reality so we can fully live this life. This is the Live This Life Podcast. And I'm your host, Heath Cummings. I'm here to inspire you to ask yourself the question, are you living or are you killing time? What's up, friends? Welcome to the show. Today, we're going to dive in to the secret of belief. I really feel like belief is at the root of so much that shows up in our lives. Our perception about our life, everything that our inner state becomes during the cycle of our life, during all of the different things that bubble up, our belief system, our beliefs about the way the world works, whether things are going good or bad, it's all a state of perception based on our beliefs. And when you really open up to that, I feel like you can open up to so much more potential in your life. And I feel like a lot of the things that hold us back, like an anchor around our ankles, is also based on our belief systems. And knowing that from my own personal experience, knowing that at a certain point I was holding myself back, and literally the only thing I really changed first and foremost was my belief on what I was capable of, where I could go, and what might be out there waiting for me, that it wasn't the typical run-of-the-mill, everyday, mundane things or the things that I didn't like about my life. That wasn't out there waiting for me unless that's what I believed. So in transforming everything about my life that I didn't like, it all started with belief. In studying religion and philosophy and metaphysics, all is a part of that, all of the, the transformational stuff that I needed to dive into that really... I felt was the keys to unlocking something. Everywhere I looked, belief was at the root of every single one of them. From religions to, you know, occult practices, just everything. Everything that I read that involved mind expansion and life expansion, whether it was stuff on the light side, stuff on the, the kind of crazy side, everything was rooted in belief. And one of the biggest keys to all of it was repetition. I found that as well. Repetition, the repeating of things over and over again, a routine, no matter what it was, that all led to an established belief um, because it basically created a new operating system because it became an autopilot. Most of the time when you follow this stuff, it almost always leads you to a point of a series of actions that is repetition and eventually those repetition, those things lead to a manifestation of something in your life. First off, let's let's start by demystifying that word, manifestation. 
um, because I needed that to happen as well. When I first dove into this stuff, I mean, you got to really think about where I've come from in all of my exploration on things. Um, not a, I've always been a very open-minded person regarding all the different types of things. Let people do their own thing, respectful of where people want to go. But a lot of the woo-woo stuff was not for me. Um, and I'm still, I still kind of shy away from some of the really deeper stuff until it bubbles up for me and I get to experience it myself. And then I'm like, oh, okay, maybe there was something to that all along. The word manifestation was one that I remember first off. I'm like, what is this manifestation stuff? You know, why do people keep on talking about this? It seems like it's so magic wand, Harry Potter manifestation kind of thing. And really, manifestation is just something that shows up in your life, whether it's by cause or whether it's by chance. And I've noticed that word gets mysticized so much. It gets overused. And I feel like the way that it does get used in a lot of contexts, it, it creates sort of a, a mystical sense to it. And I mean, before I really understood a lot of what these concepts meant, um, if someone would have asked me if I knew how to manifest things into my life, I would have thought it was just some sort of crazy new age, witchcrafty kind of stuff. And I really had no idea what they were talking about. But what I mean by manifestation is just something that shows up in your life. You can manifest a traffic ticket if you go too fast. You know, if you're going past the speed limit, you're going to manifest a traffic ticket, maybe an accident. Um, you know, you can, you can manifest a, a job of your dreams by being qualified and applying for it and putting yourself out there. Um, so those, both of those are examples. Um, another example could be just good luck. Uh, both of those things, you know, manifesting the track, traffic ticket, manifesting a great job. Those things can be example of good luck and bad luck, misfortune, abundance, Things are going good. Things are going bad. Really, um, all of those are going to lead to something manifesting in your life. And it was something that wasn't there before. And it suddenly shows up. That's a manifestation. And I really feel like people keep some of these concepts. They mystify these things on purpose for the purpose of, of, of I'm not sure, really marketing maybe um, and and putting a certain niche on this whole thing. And that only attracts a certain amount of people. And one of the points of this show is to take the people who are looking for something more satisfying in their life, people who have a, an understanding or a passion toward the things of, of a scientific nature and the things of a philosophical nature and grab all of those people because all of this stuff is really connected if you look down to the deep roots of it all. But because it goes into some of those mystical realms, they market that to a lot of people. And that can turn a lot of people off. And I have to say, it did kind of turn me off at a certain point as well. And another part of that, I think, like I said, marketing, I think if you mysticize something so much and you complicate it so much that people feel like they have to pay an expert to help them, quote, get it, then I think that's a, a, a part of this recipe as well. And I feel like religion goes down that same token. People look on the outside for a leader to tell them how to have certain things, how to have a certain relationship and um, a certain relationship with themselves or God, the, the source, the greater power, whatever it is. And I think this whole manifestation thing goes along the same thing. But what you need to realize is this stuff is going to work for you, whether you believe in it or not. It always has. It's like gravity. You don't know. You don't have to know how this stuff works for it to work. Gravity is going to grab a hold of you and do the same thing. And some of these are just immutable laws of the universe. So whether you believe in these or not, it's happening to you and it's going to continue to happen to you. So 
it's best to understand how it works so that you can work with it. And eventually you're able to manipulate or control certain parts of these universal laws. These things do not discriminate. So it's best to learn what they're about and how you can use your energy and focus certain things in your life to make them work for you. What you also need to realize is that pretty much everything in your life, with some exceptions, has shown up and manifested already because of something that you did or some action that you took. And up until the point when you realize that you can do this purposefully, you've done pretty much everything by default. It's just been on autopilot. When you realize that the default programming is nothing but a set of circumstances and beliefs that you have learned throughout your entire lifetime to this point, and that they've governed how your reality works. It, it, it's kind of a, an amazing sense. It's kind of an amazing thing that you, you realize about where your life has come from and what has shown up and what potential lies out there for you to shift everything. I mean, if you're a longtime listener of the show, you'll, you'll know that I've talked a lot lately about the smallest parts of quantum physics and how our universe is nothing but frequency and vibration down at the smallest parts and particles that emerge from the quantum field, the quantum vacuum, the quantum foam, whatever whatever terminology you want to use it. But down at the smallest scales, it's just basically like an undulating ocean and particles emerge from that sort of rough ocean surface in the middle of nowhere in just the, the vacuum of space. Those things pop into existence and out of existence. And down at that field, it's nothing but vibration. And like attracts like. So when you think about vibration, our minds, our brain waves, our frequencies in our brain are nothing but just frequency of vibration as well. So if you think about all those things for a second, you think about all the stuff that runs on autopilot in your head, the things that you're not in control of, your subconscious, um, all your default programming, your life emerges as well. The things that happen in your life emerge from that subconscious autopilot, just like the quantum vacuum in the background. Things will emerge based on the energy that's there. And your life is no different. The micro and the macro, the big things reflect down to the small. So your life isn't much different than what happens out there in the rest of the universe. You know, you're, you're a part of the whole same system. So when you think about that, when you think about the negative, thing, negative things that have shown up, they've shown up by default. You know, a lot of people sit there and it, they can say things to themselves like, I'm not good or I'm not worthy of that thing. Um, I, you know, I suck at life. Nothing good happens to me, you know, or you, you, things don't go right in the beginning of your day and you just say, I'm going to have a bad day. That's what you focus on. And that's what manifests. You're speaking it into existence. Your mind is going in that direction. Of course, you're going to have a bad day. Um, my day yesterday started off pretty crappy. Um, I had a whole bunch of things that happened in the morning. I, I go to the gym in the morning. I bring my work clothes with me, my you know, iron pressed shirts and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I had a coffee in my hand and I literally dumped the coffee all over everything that was on the hanger. Obviously not a good start to the day. There was other things that didn't go right in my day as well. Um, but it didn't mean the day was going to go bad. And I made sure that it, no matter what happened, I made it go in the right direction. And that's just a, a microcosm of everything that can happen in your life. It's the narrative that you build for yourself. And if you build a negative one, that's where you're going to stay. And that's what's going to show up in your life. Your belief system really is brought on subconsciously or unconsciously. And when I say unconscious, it's because it's not, 
is not immediately obvious to many of us. I mean, obviously, many of us wouldn't want a negative belief system. We wouldn't want negative things to show up on our in our life on purpose. The circumstances that have led to a certain thing, a certain belief system in our point, a point in our lives, they're they're really there just by what has bubbled up. And until you consciously awaken to a lot of these concepts and the control that you have over where your life goes, things just show up. You incorporate them. Your belief systems that were taught to you by nurture, the place you grew up, the environment you've been in, the experiences that you've had, if you have negative connotations, if you've had negative people in your life, if you've grown up in a really hard environment, you've had a lot of struggle, that is the belief system that you've had, that, that life is a struggle, life is going to be difficult. You basically start to just let that be your default programming. But how many times in your life have you told yourself limiting factors and limiting things? What things have you not allowed into your life? Like recently, I just, I remember I, I had to, over the summer, tell my big sister, Chandra Lee, who is amazing, by the way. She's going to be coming on the show. I'm going to drag her on here. We keep on talking about it. Um, but I think the listeners would really dig some of the stuff that she does. Um, and, and she has been an inspiration for so many things in my life. And I've watched her step into some of her power over the last few months. And I think a start of it, I'm not sure if it was or not. I can't take credit for it. But I do remember this summer that um, she said something to me about that she could never do all the things that I do. And right in the middle of that conversation, as soon as that statement came out of her mouth, I said, I'm going to stop you right there. And I called her out and I said, I'm going to stop you and call you out on exactly what you just said right there. And the look on her face was first like, what the hell did you just say to me? (laughs) Because she has been that big sister figure in my life and has kicked my ass many times. (laughs) And we joke about it all the time. I love her to death. Um, but despite the the threat of imminent death at that moment, I I called her out on what she had said that if she genuinely believes that she can't do the things that I do, the, all the constant things that I'm on and, and creating and doing, then she'll never get there. And of course I don't have to be anybody's measuring stick. I'm, I'm a little too nutty for my own good. I take on too many things. That's one of my biggest weaknesses. I don't know how to say no to things. Um, but when it came to that limiting belief that she had, I had to say that right there, that you need to not say that. You can do anything you want to do. If you want to be as overbooked and crazy busy as I am and super stressed out sometimes, then you can take that right on yourself. There's nothing holding you back. But do not limit yourself. Don't ever say that to yourself. And there was another time or two after that, and I and immediately called her out on those things right away. But since sometime around that time, she has shifted her life. She has done a few more things that were her passion. And it seems like she's saying yes to things a little bit more. And she's really taking control of her life. And, you know, I thought she was amazing before. She's just doing drastic things to change her life in such a positive way. And if that comment had something to do with it, great. But that's sometimes all it takes is just a little bit of a different belief. You can make huge drastic moves and just by believing in yourself and believing that you're worthy for things and allowing stuff to come to you, all it is is a shift in your belief system. And really, that's all it takes. It's the deep-seated beliefs that often hold us back, the deep-seated programming that holds us back. One that's as deep as the programming that's been running your life all along. If you can dive into there and you can override it and you can... Take those old belief systems and override them with something new. 
you'll start to realize your life's potential and you'll start to focus on those things. The things that you want to have come up will start to come up because you're purposefully focusing on them and believing in them. You'll notice that your your thoughts and your thought patterns and your pattern of behavior will completely change. And when we create the new default, we unlock the actual secrets of what can boil up in our life because all it is is the secrets of belief. So I know that was a lot already, but before we dive in any deeper, I want to remind all of you to jump on whatever platform you're listening on and give us a rating and a review. Leave a comment. Um, people who are shopping for podcasts, the, the, the podcast world has exploded lately. We think of everybody being on lockdown. Everybody's looking for a hobby. Um, and podcasting is becoming a huge one. So there's even more competition out there as time goes by. And people are looking to sink their teeth into something. And what makes them want to listen more times than not is what comments are there? How many ratings does it have? How many great comments does it have? What can people say about this show that I'm about to dive into and listen to? So if you could leave a rating or review, it would be greatly appreciated. Whatever platform, Apple Podcasts is the best one where people are shopping around. Um, but anything that you can do to spread the word, join on the social media pages. Um, YouTube is now fired up as well as the Facebook, the Instagram, and now a TikTok. There's a few pieces of content on there, and I'll be doing a few more things on there. The TikToks aren't my thing particularly, but uh, going to get a bit more into that to spread the word about the podcast. So these secrets of belief that we are discussing really are covered in so many of the philosophical texts and concepts and books and seminars and gurus that you can look up on the subject over all these years and ages. And sometimes it's hard to find one to listen to and follow exactly what the recipe is supposed to be. Like I mentioned, a lot of it is suppressing the, the real meat and potatoes of the thing um, or it's you know, for marketing purposes. But if you can keep people coming back for more information, you obviously you hook some customers. And that's not with everybody. I really don't want to look down on the industry. But um, a lot of it is, you know, you continue to have people not figuring it out. They'll keep on paying somebody to figure it out. They'll buy your book. They'll come to your seminar because things just still haven't shown up for them in their life. And really, the purpose of the show all along, my goal is to save you some of the, the time and research and fit, fitting through some of the stuff, uh, you know, thumbing through a lot of these things that I've done over the last five years or so. Um, sifting through it all can take up a lot of time. And I want to expedite people's growth so they can get past these hurdles. They can get over the stress. They can get past the anxieties and really start getting into what makes them lit up in their lives and their passion in life. And when you can get there, things really start to fire up because that belief system gets ingrained. And here's the start of it. Really, this is the biggest part is your beliefs. You start diving down certain rabbit holes and you start exploring certain subjects. And when you get really on a roll and you discover something and you start to see it show up in your life, you start flying down that rabbit hole a lot deeper and things start coming more and more um, quickly into your life. So first off, I'll say this. If you're a beginner in all of this manifestation stuff. If you haven't seen the movie, The Secret, put that on your list of must-see movies. Um, check that one out. It's a great one. It's been around for a while. But one thing you need to know when you do watch that movie or before you actually watch it is that it's kind of the entry-level stuff. It is like the 101 level of manifesting things into your life and really changing everything about the way things show up in your life and the control that you have and all the manifestation, law of attraction type things. There's a little more to it. 
really at the root of it, one of the things they don't talk about a whole lot is the belief systems, your belief systems, the BS belief systems, the BS that often holds us back. And sometimes if you you dive down those rabbit holes to discover some of this stuff about all of these concepts, sometimes those rabbit holes lead to a whole gigantic pile of BS, a, a different sense of the word, what BS can stand for. Um, and you'll throw away hundreds of dollars, if not thousands of dollars, and a lot of time on that big pile of BS. And you ultimately won't change your belief systems. You won't leave behind the BS belief systems that are really at the root of all the things that show up in your life that are unpleasant. So let's dive into that for a second, because really, the secrets of belief is also what's at the core of most every single philosophy and religion and you know modern psychology concepts. All of it really is talking about our study of consciousness as humans. Religion... So they really prescribe a way that it's done. You you believe this one certain thing. You believe in the way that we tell you to believe in things. And your life is going to go a certain way because of your faith, your belief. I mean, really, when you think about those words, a belief is, you know, a philosophy. A philosophy could be a faith. And a faith can be a religion. They're all really connected. Philosophies, they'll talk about some conceptual ideas that make sense of the universe and, and the reality around us. In psychology, that will try and make sense of what's going on in our thought processes. But really, when you look at all of them, it's just belief down at the root of it all, down at its core. I mean, ultimately, do you believe in that religion that you're following and what it teaches? Does that philosophical text that you're reading make so much sense to you? Does, does it, is its roadmap that it's building for you about how your psychology works and your, your, the philosophical meaning behind it? Do those things make so much sense to you that you're adopting those concepts into understanding how your reality works? Do the psychological processes that come up in books and papers uh, about how the mind works and it's brought to you by someone who studied the mind for a long time. Does it make enough sense to you for you to take it as fact? No matter what it is, it's all just a matter of belief. Just like your subconscious programming through the patterns of things that have shown up in your entire life. What is going on with your thought processes? What is going on inside that brain of yours? Or maybe even deeper than the brain, what's happening behind the curtain of the purposeful thought patterns that we have? Really, for so many years, we've thought about this little, this little voice, this little person hiding behind the curtain that's pulling the strings of our life in a way that we can't control. And that's how a lot of different people who are experts on the subject have described this. Sigmund Freud was, was probably one of the ones that most people are familiar with who called that little voice, that little controlling thing behind the curtain, the superego. Ancient people have called it the spirit. Um, I mean, you can even think of it like uh, in the sense of Pinocchio, uh, Jiminy Cricket, who was his his conscious, the little little cricket that was hopping around throughout the whole movie, trying to keep him on the, the right road, the right path. It was guiding him all along. But most of us call it the subconscious. And most of us have spent our lifetime building a subconscious mind unconsciously. It's really just coming to us. And it's based on the patterns of belief, the things that have shown up. And we say, OK. That's the way life works. This is what's going to show up for me. And it really was deterministic, meaning that the subconscious was built up against our will. Like I said, not many of us would want, if we have negative things showing up in our life, if 
life isn't turning out the way that we really want it to, we wouldn't have purposely said from the time we were born up until now, yes, this is this is how I want my subconscious beliefs to be built. I want a whole bunch of bad stuff to come to me. I want a whole bunch of things that aren't exactly my desires to show up. No, most of us would have said, I want my desires to come to me. I want this relationship. I want this job path. I want this money. I want this, that, and the other thing. But we didn't exactly choose how our subconscious was going to work out. We didn't choose how we were going to learn and understand and interpret the world around us. And that's one of the biggest things I need to stress in all this. Yes, you may ultimately be at the root of what manifests in your life. Your beliefs, your vibration, all of it attracts what shows up to you. But the part you need to understand is that the subconscious that was built up for us for so long is not the one that we would have consciously chosen for ourselves. Our subconscious beliefs up to a certain point are just a totality of your experience. And that's it. That's all we've learned. The beliefs that we hold based on our foundation of life is pretty much what shows up. But now that you know that, now that you are aware of it all, what are you willing to do to change and override those subconscious beliefs? What happens to us when we start to reprogram how our mind works? What if the deep-rooted beliefs change due to different methods of observing our lives and observing our thoughts and really policing and governing those thought processes? What happens when you start a process that basically unlearns the things that you've built your life upon, all of that operating system? One that is still built on the same rules, but instead you start to produce a new input of the beliefs instead of having things that are limiting you believe in the sense that there's no limit, that you were limitless. Now, of course, the subconscious isn't all bad. You know, it does sometimes help us. It guides us. It can warn us of danger as sort of our sense of intuition. Um, sometimes we even suppress the, the good parts of it, the really good parts that were going to benefit us. And in the end, we say, oh, I should have listened to that little voice in the back of my head. I shouldn't have done that. There's something that told me not to do it, but I did it anyways. That is the higher self, the subconscious that is trying to guide you in the right direction. You, you can even say it's something above the subconscious. I've heard a lot of people talk about the concept too. There is a higher self. The subconscious is kind of everything that we learned, like I've been talking about through our life experience. There could be a higher self that's sort of maybe residing outside of this brain of ours, outside of this operating system, something that's higher than the subconscious that's really trying to guide us in every possible good aspect. And maybe even sometimes it could be said that it's putting us through some of the tough stuff so that we toughen up. It's like a personal trainer. But either way, the subconscious mind is there and it's undeniable. It does certain things to help us out. And it's not all bad. Some of the things that, um, that, that we should try to avoid, it's there trying to say, hey, don't go that way. And the little monkey mind of ours ignores it and goes in a different direction. But what if you start to introduce a whole new program? What if you realize that if you introduce a series of thoughts and thought processes that those deep-rooted subconsciouses can get overridden, that it becomes as strong as any belief you've ever had, all the other beliefs that have governed your life up to this point get completely overridden and they're gone. And what if that was all it took to get the things you wanted out of your life and shift literally everything almost overnight. I mean, 
It's said that our mind can perform miracles by accident, right? The, the little nudges that prevent us from having something terrible happen in our life, the, the little variable that shows up because of a little action that we took, and it unexplainably puts us in a path that makes us miss something tragic or damaging or hurtful. I bet most of us have had us an example of that in our life. What if all we had to do was reprogram all of the parts of our life and override it with a good series of beliefs that constantly guided us in that good direction? What if we listened to that voice just a little bit more? Instead of it just preventing us from heading into disaster, what if that little nudge was you know, not so much focused on preventing us from disaster, but guiding us toward our desires? Well, there are many people that I've connected with that have guided me and shown me the examples of exactly how they did this exact thing that I'm talking about time and time again, and it worked. And when I looked at them as an example, I did it. I tried it. I figured, what do I have to lose? And it worked for me much faster than I expected, much more drastic than I think a lot of other people in my circles had it happened in their lives. And after things started coming to me like a snowball effect, they were a lot of them were like, wow, you're a master manifester. I, okay, thanks. You know, I, like I had no idea what that even meant. Um, but I think it's just because I jumped in with both feet. I needed a change in my life. So I just believed in the fact that everything that was coming to me at a certain point didn't need to stay there. And I just believed that whatever I wanted could come because that's what they were teaching me. And I'm still, I feel like stumbling a bit. But I have noticed that as soon as I focus on certain things, they show up. And there's no reason to believe that that can't happen for literally every single person out there. When a repeated experiment becomes verified after predicted outcomes become reality time and time again, it really moves from the realm of just theory and philosophy into real science-based fact. It, it really does. One of the things that the movie The Secret will leave out of the story is the fact that belief is at the key of it all. It is the root of everything. That movie, like, and many like it really, will tell you that all you have to do is want something and you'll get it. That law of attraction is going to bring it to you. All you have to do is make a vision board and you just wake up and affirm it every day and poof, it's going to come into existence. It's going to manifest magically into your life. But the biggest part of the recipe that they do not tell you is the genuine belief. If you wish to have something and all you can do is focus on the not having of it, then that's really what you are manifesting is the lack of that thing. And I can say that from experience. I beat the drum that I wanted to get out of my previous career path. That's all I talked about. I'm trapped. I am miserable. Uh, I'm never going to be happy because I have this bad career that constantly brings me the negative circumstances of um, you know, people at their worst and times that are bad. And it's just trauma, trauma, trauma. And literally, that's all I continue to have coming to me. But then when someone really pointed out to me that if that's what you're focused on, that's what your perception is going to be there. Focus your perception on the good parts of it and then focus you know, your gratitude on those good things. From there, be in a state of gratitude and then focus on the things that you do want. So you're approaching the things that you want. You're sort of living it forward. You're feeling what those things are going to feel like when they come to you. And you don't have a sense of lack either because you're grateful for the things that you have. Your, your state, your vibration, whatever you want to call it. Your frequency is focused on thank you for the good that I have. And 
thank you for the good that is coming to me because I know it's going to come to me. Instead of, when is this going to show up? Why don't I have it? I'm going to be miserable until it gets here. I'm never going to be happy because that's exactly what's going to happen if you don't shift that perception. And it, it does kind of suck because it's a catch-22. If you don't have something, how are you supposed to feel good about having the things that you really want when all you can focus on is what you don't have? If you're broke, if you're having huge financial troubles right now, you're getting eviction notices and foreclosure statements and cars repossessed and people leaving in your life, you know, people have, have relationships have failed, people have passed away. How do you look past that? And say, well, I'm grateful for this. Well, I'm sure you do have things that you can be grateful for. I mean, if you're a perfectly healthy person, you think about how hard it would be to go through all the circumstances that you're going through with your health crashing. So at least you have your health. What if you didn't have the ability to see anymore? You know, what if you had something happen to you that was disabling on top of everything? And even if you've had all of that happen as well, you're still here. You're still here and you're able to still experience life. If you dig deep enough, and sometimes you need an extra person to help you dig a little bit to look for that thing because things are going so bad. But they're usually, I can't say every single time, nothing is a constant, but you can usually find something that you can be grateful for. And you start with that and you focus on that every single day. That puts you in a state of gratitude instead of a state of lack. And from there, you can focus on the things that you want to have show up in your life, but you need to have that state of gratitude first. Sometimes it's hard to find, but for a lot of us, a huge majority of us, we do have a lot that we can be thankful for. Even in 2020, we, we can still find some things to be grateful for. And from there, you can really start to chase the other things in your life if you're in that state of gratitude. But really to move farther down that road of imprinting those beliefs, make sure that the subconscious is well engaged in a really a realistic set of actions that you can take in a realistic set of thought patterns that you can take because if it's outlandish it's it, your your subconscious isn't stupid you can't really trick it into things right away especially it's kind of like meditation when you jump right in right away it's hard to get your mind quiet well your subconscious is always running it's always trying to pop things in there and it's the same with the rest of your life it takes a while to trick that thing but once you get that momentum and that's the other big part of a lot of these conversations is the momentum that can build up in your life. Once you start to build that momentum, you'll realize that things start to come a little bit more. For me, I was already a seasoned meditator at the time. I tried to shift all this stuff. And it's, it, it really went quick. It was within about two or three weeks that I started some of these things that I started to notice some stuff start to boil up for me. And within a few months, my life completely started to transform. All these crazy things started happening to me. So that's why I'm so passionate about this now because it happened so quickly for me. But to get you down that road of belief, the first thing that you need to have is the imagination. You really need to first picture exactly what it is that you want to have show up in your life. What exactly does your life look like day to day in the having of the thing that you want? One of those exercises that I will give people to get them on that deep-rooted script, that, that path that becomes very real for them is... I'll have them write down a specific series of things, right down to the, the finest details about what their life would look like and how their life is going to look once all those things come to them. And maybe even write a script, almost a fictional script that you hope becomes reality 
about how those things come to you. And from that, you get a much clearer mental picture and it's repeatable. You can read this script over and over and it almost starts to imprint and you get that feeling. Like when you read a book, if you're deeply entrenched in reading that book, you put yourself in the place of that character. Well, what if you put yourself in the place of you as the character? What if you write your story going forward before it even happens? Write those things down that you possibly want to have show up in your life. And maybe they don't work out exactly how the book scripts it. But if you're a writer, if you're an author, if you've ever written a story, you get really deep into your writing. If nothing distracts you and you're just rolling along, you'll feel those emotions. You'll get in the zone and you'll really start to put yourself in the place of the reality of the person that you're writing about. And you can do that with your own life. And what's more powerful of belief than that? You have to feel that emotion going forward. So write those things down and create that script for you. But that's one of the first exercises I will give people when I first start life coaching them. So you just get a little bit of a free taste of uh, what usually some of the first sessions are when I start to work with somebody. And from there, you can start to fine tune it. You revisit it all the time and it starts to become part of your belief system. And it starts to override some of those subconscious patterns. And you realize that I can override these things. I have the art of allowing this thing into my life. If I don't allow it, it's never going to show up. But you can put those things down there and there's no reason to believe that that won't happen. Because once you believe that it will happen, there's a good chance it might. But I can guarantee you, if you don't believe it's going to happen, it probably never will. But once you start to get a clearer mental picture and you start to repeat that story, you start to read it over and over again, you'll realize that you're putting yourself in that mental mind frame over and over again. And repetition is one of the biggest things that will create the good stuff in our life, the patterns of subconscious thought. I mean, what do you think helps you stick to a routine? What helps you wake up in the morning without an alarm clock sometimes at the same time you would have woken up anyways? Um, well, there is a little bit more to that too. There's some scientific stuff about our internal clocks. But really, some of our subconscious beliefs getting imprinted by repetition. Well, that's part of the equation on this one. It's consistency that will bring things into your life. You know, hitting the gym at the same time, saying I'm gonna go to the gym every day at five o'clock in the morning, or I'm gonna go right after I leave work and go there, I'm not going home and doing anything else until I have that stop. That consistency is bringing about that change. So have the consistency of revisiting what it is you want to have come into your life. I mean, repetition happens from mainstream religion all the way to mystical practices you know the repeating of words and spells and chants and incantations over and over and over again um all those things that happen outside of of a church building uh you know it's voodoo or witch doctors or whatever they'll call it black magic when it's in that realm but when it's done behind the doors of a religious building or a religious purpose a mainstream religion through song or prayer or repeating of scripture, it's considered white magic. It's considered good. It's all the same though. Do you see the common theme? Repetition. Repetition leads to the confirmation of belief. And when that constantly happens, when that conviction happens of that belief, so many other things come along with that conviction. Why do you think the same things are repeated over and over again in religion? You know, in, in, in occult incantations, you know, the same chants and the same things over and over again. All the same rules you experience day to day with your subconscious fall in line with that repetition as well. 
But when you go and introduce that new default programming, when you introduce that whole new belief of the things that you want in your life, there's so much power momentum behind consistent belief that you'd be shocked at how quickly things can change for you and how quickly you can reprogram your subconscious mind. But on the flip side of that, you can easily lose that momentum as well. Certain things start to happen in your life. I know that's happened to a lot of people in 2020. All these people who are believing in things and, and doing so much good stuff, um, they let this this year really get in and I can't blame them. I'm, I'm right there with everybody. Um, I've let a whole lot of things jump in my way and distract me. It's human nature. It's, it's impossible sometimes to block out some of these crazy things that are going on around us. Um, but if you can consistently focus on the things that you want, the, the momentum that builds up behind that can sometimes almost be too much. I can speak to that on my own is that I've, I've tried to manifest certain things and had things come to me way faster than I was planning on this whole podcast and everything that's come along with it has been a perfect example of that. Um, but consistently we'll build that momentum. And that's another constant of this recipe that you see time and time again, let that momentum build up. And you'll be shocked at what comes up for you. But the biggest key in all of it is that you must believe it wholeheartedly. You need to believe in it heart and soul. That's the secret left out of the movie, The Secret. You have to radiate that entirely. That has to become the new vibe about you. When your belief of something is unshaking, when it's undoubtable and it's maintained, that momentum builds and you become that thing you become that mindset because your subconscious programming is overridden and it's said that the law of attraction brings you those things because like attracts like and when it happens really strange things can start to happen you know you start to cross paths with the right people you start to notice things lining up in a way in your life that you've never had before and things just seem to go right you become in the zone constantly in your life instead of the opposite Sometimes it gets a little bit creepy. It's like blatantly obvious and you kind of chuckle at the things that just happen to pop up. You think about, oh, I wish I could have this certain thing happen. The next thing you know, a phone call or a situation in a certain amount of time just happens to stumble across your path. That's your sign that you're on the right track. But again, for it to work, it needs to be deep-rooted, deep-seated belief so that nothing creeps in on the other side and that momentum constantly keeps spinning you in that direction. Have you ever seen those stories of people who had a belief that they were going to be something when they grew up, of their, when they're younger, no matter who it was? If you, if you look at some sports stars, you know, from a young age, they were going to be something great. And they just had that, that constant mindset and momentum. And, you know, athletes are one that comes to mind, but also movie stars are certain kids that um, you can look at them at a younger age in some old videos or stories. And you can hear people even talk about them. Uh, later on down the road and they say, you know, they said they were going to do this and all of us completely knew that when they got older, they were going to do exactly what it was because their heart and soul was into it. That deep-rooted belief got them to where it was. A lot of hard work came along with it, but if they never believed they were going to do it, no matter how much hard work was there, they wouldn't allow that to come into their life. Can thoughts turn into things? Can it, can it be that whimsical, like the, the magical manifestation world that some people try to say is out there? Absolutely. It's not always the course, but the main part of the recipe that you need to remember in this entire conversation is you need to genuinely believe deep down and let it override the subconscious things that have limited you for so long. Believe that whatever it is you're trying to attract, that it is yours. 
do not feel the feelings of lack. Do not feel the feelings of not having it, which is so hard because we are so rooted in a cause and effect type of world. We are cause and effect types of organisms. You stub your toe and it's going to hurt. You drop something and you let go of it and it goes down. Um, it's always been that way. It's the rules that we've been programmed to have for our, our whole life. But for something to show up, you need to override some of those rules, some of those things that you can change in your, your thought patterns, your subconscious beliefs. So yeah, we're all too often focused on the influence of the outside world, the outside factors. But um, to those of us who have held our values, to, to those of us that have held that belief, the levels of belief and the things that we know we deserve and the things that we want, um, those who deep down know themselves very deeply in the power that resides deep down in those, those extraordinary parts of you that maybe you haven't really tapped into, but you know they're there. Um, once you let that come out, you'll realize that it's not as hard as it seems. And you'll wonder why you didn't do this stuff sooner. But if you commit to it wholeheartedly, you'll be shocked at how quickly and how magically it all shows up. Just remember, belief is key. Genuine belief, that's the secret. The secret of belief is just getting it overridden to that that heart and soul that that deepest part of you so that it emanates out from there and all of those subconscious patterns that weren't good for you that weren't serving you at, at most points in your life they're gone because they've been completely overridden and suppressed all right so i'm going to wrap this one up but before i do take some time this week to send yourself that email like i said this is part of an exercise that i give people when i first start having uh, a life coaching client but Send yourself something. Just send yourself an email. Write it down if you want to in a book. But I mean, as long as you have something written down of what your dream life looks like starting today, what steps can be taken to get you to the point where you want to go? Define where it is on that map that you might want to get to first. And then, you know, there's a little bit more work that goes into that. But define how you want everything to change and what things you want to look like. But don't look at that thing that you create with lack. Don't look at it like, oh man, I put this down on paper and now I'm realizing even more that I'm more miserable than I was before because I don't have all this stuff. Don't go there. Write it down. Try to read it over and over. And when you read it, especially when you're writing it, write it with the feeling of what it's like to get there. And then every time you read it, when you need a pickup, put yourself in that place. Sometimes I do that in the middle of the winter. I look at some of our pictures from vacation. I look at Cape Cod and I just picture what it's like to, to stick my toes in the sand. And I have visual cues on that too. I have sand that I've taken from the beach right here in my den. So when I'm meditating, I can actually like dig my hand in this like big bucket of sand with rocks in it and stuff. And uh, this, this little pretty display of Cape Cod beach sand. Um, and, it, you know, in middle of January when it's 10 degrees outside, it puts me there. And sometimes you can do the same thing with some of the cues. So write down what you want your life to look like. Um, and you really don't have to get outlandish with the whole thing. Um, and I suggest that you don't, I suggest that you don't say that you have a hundred million dollar, um, yacht and, you know, a $10 million mansion. And of course you can do that. But when you do put things on there, you almost get into an unrealistic realm that even your, your mind won't let you get into the, the inertia of going from zero to a hundred is too much. You know, and the, the inertia is that, that throwback G force kind of feeling when you accelerate too fast in a car or a jet or something, um, you can screw up the whole process because you automatically just don't believe it's going to happen. 
but write down some subtle changes that your life can can adopt and the things that you want to see show up and put a reasonable sort of spin on the things that you could shift in your life no matter what it is, whether you want to lose 20 or 30 pounds or the type of person you want to meet. Um, and then you can kind of go backwards and say, well, how can that show up into my life? And you may realize that it's easier than you may have thought for those things to show up. And then the more and more that you read it, it may start to build that momentum in your life. Visualize it. And before you know it, those things may actually start to show up in your life. What do you have to lose? That's it. That's how it all starts. Um, but yeah, if you ever want to dive into this stuff a little bit more, you can look into all sorts of life coaches. Um, just because there are life coaches that are out there um, doesn't mean that I'm the right one for you. There's other ones that may not be the right ones for you. Sometimes you got to shop around to kind of see like what a person's specialty might be, um, you know, what sort of things they might offer. You may just as a person not vibe with that person. So to get on a weekly call and have this person inspire you or have them listen, you know, you have to sit there and listen to them for an hour. You got to pay them to listen to their advice and have a conversation with them. Sometimes it doesn't work out right. But if you're interested in those kind of things, those are what um, are available to people to help guide you, like the coach on the side of a field guiding the players on what plays to take in the next play or series of plays. Um, that's what a life coach does. If you're interested in those things, you can check out livethislife.org. Um, a lot of the website has been redone as well. There's been some expansions. Um, you can check out the whole life coaching session. So much easier now. I finally got into the, the role of things. Things are easy to book. Um, you can also check out my Calendly, which is calendly.com forward slash live this life. Um, you can book discovery calls, life coaching sessions, all the way up to if you're somebody who wants to get on an episode of maybe finding life. Um, if you got some cool concepts to talk about, like some of the guests that I've had on here, if you've got a book coming out, if you've got a podcast you want to promote, um, whatever it is, if you're a specialist on certain things, if you're just passionate about a subject and you want to get on here and just have a dish with me and talk on an episode and we can have a high vibing uh, you know, concept about something, you don't have to be an expert um, by any means. You want to get in here and talk about some concepts that may open up some people, by all means, you, I'm encouraging all of you to, you don't have to have a book to sell or a podcast to push. Um, you could just be one of the passionate listeners who wants to dive into a subject and you've got a lot of knowledge to sit, share. Um, hit me up on, on the Calendly. You can send me emails as well at connect at livethislife.org. Um, but if you jump on one of those discovery calls, we can jump on a 15 or 30 minute discovery calls. Of course, nothing big with it, but you can jump right on one of those calls and you can um, schedule a time. We can figure out what can work on an episode. So that's it. Uh, life can really change so much quicker than you probably can imagine. Um, all you have to do is take a few small steps to begin going down that new path in life towards your destiny. And that's a perfect intro for this song. This one is called Destiny by Soul Rising off of the 2016 album, The Chill Out Sessions. Until next time, find the secrets that unlock your potential. And that begins with the belief that you can do it. We'll see you next time.